What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for July, Monday, July 29th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let's him most. We are running out of July. Can you believe it? Can't what a fast it. month. Yeah. That means summer's almost over, kids. Sorry. Wow. Bad. Wow. Had to break you you got to go back to school. school. The worst. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. June. You're like, not a care in the world. I have so, so much, much time. time. We could do anything. I could create an entire empire right now. Exactly. And then it like, gets to July. And you're like, I haven't done my summer reading. I remember July 4th being the one where I was like, ah, shit, here we go. Here we so go. It's, it's starting to slip through your hands, <laughs> sand through your fingertips. You're going to do it. Then you get to August. The most embarrassing one. It's like two weeks. Yeah. And you got to go back to school. I mean, it depends where you're from, I guess. But Yeah. Here we had late August, sometimes September. Yeah. I always I want to say like the 20s of August. Yeah. It still you still felt out. like you felt it. It doesn't was matter. Always, every morning you wake up and it was looming. Yep. You got to start getting on a schedule again. Mm. You got to do your stupid summer reading. Stupid books. Yeah. Things Gulliver's fall apart. I don't want to read about these yams anymore. All right. He had yams. Travels. I get it. It was his travels. Travels. Yeah. Gulliver's tribulations. Yeah. Gulliver's travels. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? He I was do. a big man in a small man's <laughs> world. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday. Baby. I never thought of that. Today we're gonna talk about Rockstar not paying any taxes, some Doom updates, and a thirteen-year-old, sixteen-year-old. It's not a three millionaire because this is kind of funny games. Three millionaire. Yep. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. We'll take your questions, comments, concerns, everything else under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch us record the show live. Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to KindOfFunny.com/slash You're Wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up, so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, RoosterTeeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe housekeeping for you we tried something new this weekend everybody mm-hmm. you can head over to youtube.com slash kind of funny games and see andy's stream highlights andy struggles with rubber ninjas you're a monster level you go over there it's andy playing mario maker all the fun clips without all the bullshit andy usually makes you watch on the streams you know i just put uh it as the first video on the best of kind of funny games playlist hey that's smart so go check that out uh today we're recording we have cool friends with cameron cuff you can catch it later Woo! today you can watch it live obviously twitch.tv slash kind of funny games you can catch it later on podcast services around the globe now including spotify we have mm-hmm. cool friends is on spotify please go subscribe you can listen to me talk to krypton's cameron cuff and kind this, of funny this is one friend. of those favors that i want to ask you guys even if you're not planning on listening to the show religiously if you could please subscribe to the podcast on audio services and, and review it and like it and all that stuff it would help us a lot. We're in the infancy stage of that show, yeah. and we need to get it in the algorithm. Baby needs its bottle. Needs a nipple. You know what I mean? Give him the get it, get it to the milk, uh, mommy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, let it go. It's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> let it go. Yeah. It's the most energy we'll have all week. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Colton Yoder, Blackjack, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Third Love and Upstart, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Four items on the Roper Report. Oh, Baker's doesn't. Uh, I've already put it out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. What I'd like to thank everybody for is killing it with questions today. Oh. Y'all wrote in questions about the news you knew I'd be right, read, reading about. So that's very. It always makes it helpful. That's what I want. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I want the re- reader mail to be about this. Yeah. Savior, what have you been playing? The Gamescast questions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I Number know. one. 
Rockstar North hasn't paid UK corporate taxes in 10 years. 20 years. Nope, that's a, that's a mis- oh. That's why I was about to tap you. I, that's a Greg Miller fuck up in the headline. 10 years. Uh, this is from Kevin McDonald. Oh, I got it. Over at The Guardian. Rockstar North, the Edinburgh-based developer of Grand Theft Auto, has paid no corporation tax over the past 10 years, despite making billions in revenue for its parent company, Take-Two Interactive, while claiming more than $42 million in tax relief. A report from the investigative think tank Tax Watchdog UK estimates Rockstar Games' operating profit at $5 billion US dollars uh, between 2013 and 2019, during which time the company released Grand Theft Auto V and Red Dead Redemption 2. Rockstar North is part of Rockstar Games. But the company paid no... Kez put in a thing here for all your normies about how big those games are. I don't need to tell you how big Grand Theft Auto V is. Uh, but the company paid no corporation tax between 2009 and 2018. It received $42 million in tax credits from the government's video game tax relief scheme, which was set up in 2014 to bolster the UK's £5 billion uh, pound, right, uh, games industry, uh, much of which is made up of small and medium-sized developers. The sum is equivalent to 19% of the total relief paid to the entire UK games industry since 2014 tax watch reports again uh, I'm going to read I want to read this paragraph again (laughs) yeah because it's insane it received 42 million pounds in tax credits from the government's video game tax relief scheme which was set up in 2014 to bolster the UK's 5 billion pound games industry much of which is made up of small and medium sized developers the sum is equivalent to 19% of the total relief paid to the entire UK games industry since 2014 tax watch reports To qualify for the tax relief scheme, games under development must pass a cultural test administered by the British Film Institute that established a significant contribution to British culture. To qualify, games must score at least 16 out of a possible 31 points attributed for British settings, characters, and development and promoting cultural diversity. GTA V, a satirical game set in a fictionalized California, qualified in 2015. Rockstar Games, which has studios based in India, Canada, and the U.S., as well as the U.K., is owned by Take-Two Interactive, a multinational video game publishing company that also owns 2K Games, publisher of the NBA, of, of the NBA Civilization and Borderlands video game series. Is Take-Two has a market value of $13.1 billion. Senior staff at Rockstar Games split a bonus pool of up to $3.4 billion in 2009 through 2019. Is that yearly? You know, I would, it's a Keza thing. We're, it's, uh, senior staff at Rockstar Games split a bonus pool of up to $3.5 million in 2009 through 2019. I don't know. You, I don't think so, right? I would think that'd be it's over. a lot of money. It's a lot of money either way. Anyway, he's licensed, but who knows? Uh, the tax wa- uh, kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if you know. Uh, the tax watch report calls the situation absurd. It raises questions over Rockstar Games and Take-Two's allegation, al- allocation of profit and the proper application of video game tax relief. Quote, Take-Two appears to believe that it is reasonable that close to 100% of the profit should flow through their U.S.-based parent companies and senior management, while almost no profit flows back to the U.K. companies involved in either making or selling the game, the report says. George Turner, uh, the director of Tax Watch, said, quote, It is outrageous that the U.K. taxpayer is being asked to shell out tens of millions of pounds in subsidy to the developers of Grand Theft Auto, when at the time that the game's developers put in their tax credit application, Grand Theft Auto V had already generated several billion dollars in sales and profits. This is a drive-by assault on the British taxpayer and corporate welfare scrounging at its very worst, end quote. 
Tax Watch concludes that the UK government should urgently examine this the allocation of tax relief for the games industry, though it also states that Rockstar and Take-Two's allegation of profits is entirely legal. Quote, there is no evidence that HMRC has challenged this setup or that Take-Two or any of the individuals named in this report has acted illegally, it said. Rockstar North did not respond to requests for comment. How you feeling about that one, Tim? How's that sticking in your crawl? It's a lot, man. Lots to take in. It's a lot to take in, and I, I'm not totally clear on, on some of it because taxes are complicated you, you and me are dummy to begin with. And also, you add the cross region, and you're going to get into even more trouble there, right? Sure. With the with so, pounds to dollars, dollars a pound? So it's not only have they not paid... <laughs> They're they're also not even just that. It's not that they even pay. They're not owed. They don't owe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's not that like they're in. They're not in trouble in terms of like. Whoa. Wait a second. You didn't pay your taxes. Yeah. It's the fact that they're qualifying. We're qualifying, so we don't have to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're making Hmm. tons and tons and tons and tons of money, and we're getting tax credits from you, the UK government, but we're not paying anything back. Is the argument? Yeah. That's what's happening here. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. Are you as broken as I am by? Tax law, corporations, and being an adult, and everyone being a business, and all this other shit. Where it's just like, well, yeah, isn't this how it always works? I mean, the rich yeah, get richer. Like, there's no, I don't know. How do you stop any of this shit? What, but the, what makes it even more complicated, like I was saying, is that the UK has different tax laws than America has. It's not like there's different governments, right? So it's like that complicates even more when it's a company that functions within two different places. And it's like the thing here is all right. So this money's passing through to. To the American stuff because that makes a lot of sense tax wise yeah. as proven here. Yeah, but where what argument would have to be, have to be made to to sh- prove that those games are more being developed there than here? Right, well, it's this thirty-one point thing, right? As long as it's something that has a British tie. But that's just that they're working on a game. Yeah. Right. Well, that's yeah. They're but working like, on you a game associate that does, those games with being made a, here. It is a significant contribution to British culture. Yeah. That I feel like is super easy to come up with bullshit. Oh, there's a Rihanna song. Rihanna played a British character in a movie once. Nailed it. Exactly. Crushed it. (laughs) That's how they did it. That's how they did it. Ah, shit, I guess. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it's the smaller guys that are struggling a lot more uh, to convince the the board. Oh, 100%. Right, yeah. That's the argument here. The argument is, I mean, like, it's, the argument isn't, I don't think, did Rockstar do something bad here? Is Take Two evil? Yada 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 yada. Like, here, guess what, everybody? Like, apparently the system's so broken that they can do this. And like the the Watchdog group says, it's entirely legal, right? Like, they're not. I don't think going after them and putting them out right now, saying we need to prosecute. Yeah. They're saying, hey, look at how broken this system is. We made this thing so we could take care of the little guy or the medium sized guy, mm-hmm. video game developer, and help them get off the ground in the same way uh, Montreal does a great job of that and like Canada in general, tax credits both for movies, TV, and games. Like, hey, here's a reason for you to move your studio here and start something and go. But they're making the argument, the Watchdog group, that like, Wait, why are we ha- helping these guys out? These guys that are making, you know, they're giving me a billion dollars in 24 hours. Why are we helping the them out watch. right now? Tax watch. Tax watch group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess that's the thing is like the problem seems to lie with there's a faulty premise in the beginning uh, of how the, the money is being distributed. Yeah. Rockstar's just taking advantage of it, which, you know, yeah, that's shady for sure. And like that's screwing over taxpayers in the UK. But also, why wouldn't they do that? I, that's my thing is like, don't like it's. You read this entire thing, right? And the quote here is that it's absurd, right? And they quote unquote absurd that this is happening and that this is how it's being used. And I think it's also, again, what worth pointing out again that, yeah, they're, it's totally legal. 
It states that Rockstar and Take Two's allocation of profits is entirely legal. What's is that? And I'm and this is like a moral conundrum, and I'm sure it's capitalism at its finest, and yada yada yada. Is that? If I'm the bean counter at Take Two and Rockstar, and I see all this stuff, and I apply for the thing, and we get the money, is it my job to sit there and be like, "Hey, actually, we shouldn't take this free money because"? The thing is, like, they got approved, right? Like, hundred percent. It seems like the approval process screwed up because, like, I don't know what is like see, but, UK. But that's the thing, though, is I feel like culturally relevant. It doesn't necessarily just need to be about British culture. It could be just any culture and like how it differs from yeah. British. Well, I mean, culture. keep in mind, Rockstar North. I mean, they're the they're even though they're talking about they have studios based in India, Canada, the U.S. Yada yada yada. Rockstar North is the one that is making GTA. Like that's mm. the one that is like behind GTA, right? In the same way you think of like Rockstar San Diego being behind Red Dead or, or Red Dead uh, Redemption, like. They're definitely culturally relevant to what that is and to what the UK, you know, uh, here's how we're making video games and who I we mean, are. I mean, there are very few video games that are more culturally relevant than Grand Theft Auto. 100%. Right? In yeah. any which way, based on how much it sells, based on the stories it tells, based on all that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just like it is shitty for sure and people are getting fucked. But that seems like a government problem. Yeah, 100%. And that, that's where I come down on it too. It's like, yeah, this isn't a good look, but I mean... If you're, if I don't, it's if the government is offering you money, or there's a way for you to get through and get the money, like what? Why wouldn't you take the money? And granted, I mean, if they could be totally altruistic and be like, no, 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 that's for smaller developers, we don't need it. But I don't even know if that's like what it spells out what this is, right? Because we're talking about or Keza and uh, Tax Watchdogs are talking about, right? Like, well, first off, I love that they call it a scheme over, or Keza calls it a scheme over and over again. I don't think she means it in the schemey negative way, like I would apply it. But I, I, you know, it is this idea that. Yeah, okay. And it doesn't even say, right? Because it's a, jumping in here to Kez's thing. Uh, da, da, da. Much of which is made up of small and medium-sized developers. She's talking about the UK games industry in general, right? To qualify for the tax relief scheme, games under development must pass a cultural test administered by the... Yeah, there's no... It doesn't talk about how big or small you need to be. It's just the fact... And back to the absurd quote, that it's absurd that the makers of the biggest video game going, right? One of the most successful video games of all time, that they're not paying any corporation taxes. Yeah. But again, it goes back to tax law and what how they set this thing up. That yeah, that's okay. They didn't make it saying you have to be a small indie, you have to be this thing. You have to you have to pass this criteria, and they did. Yeah. Michael Gov- Gulliver, sorry, writes in to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, just like you can. It says, "A happy Monday to you." With the news that Rockstar have not paid UK corporate tax in 10 years and, and in fact, have had more than £42 million uh, in tax relief, how will Rockstar respond and have they permanently damaged their reputation? (laughs) Michael, I hate to break it to you. They will not respond. They will not say anything. And they will continue (laughs) to take the money until the government says, hey, we're changing this rules and this isn't how this works. You gotta like, assume this has also led to more jobs in the UK. So, like, if that's the case, this has been a positive thing, right? You'd like to believe, yeah, right? Yeah. But then we have the thing in there about the bonus pool of three point whatever billion dollars oh, sure, sure. spread out, possibly over many years, possibly Still, every year. That is, that is a, a ton of money. That's and that's the that's the what we have here in Greg Miller's opinion, if you don't mind, is just. A government program, as usual, not thought all the way through, mm-hmm. and not they a, not quick enough to be able to adapt to how things. Change. They probably did mean it to be that. Hey, we want to help foster video game development here, yeah. and to their credit, I would assume that has happened. Mm-hmm. I would assume you have seen smaller and medium sized studios do that, and when a smaller or medium sized studio does that, right, then you usually do see that. All right, cool. Wow, we don't have to pay taxes, or we're paying a smaller percent of taxes. 
which mean, as we talk about all the time, not for our taxes at all, but just, you know, with jobs or whatever, right? We now have this extra income that is an extra income we're thinking, can't wait to line our pockets with and give everybody a bonus or something. It's like, oh, that's a salary. That could be, sal- how often do we talk about that, right? Yeah. That's somebody's salary. We could, if we did this and did that and moved this, and that could be another head that we could use. We're a small, scrappy studio like that, right? We're trying to do uh, more and bigger things and bring more people in and give more opportunities to people. That's what happens with small and medium, or when a small studio even goes to being a medium and a medium goes to being a large, right? But then, yeah, it is the question with a rock star owned by two, Take Two Interactive, millions of people working in all these different things for Take Two across yeah. the world. Where do those dollars and cents add up and where do they go? Are they really being spread out and bringing more jobs in? I, don't get me wrong, Kevin. I think you're right that, yeah, you've seen people get hired there regardless, right? I think, that, again, that's the cultural impact of yeah, it. You're I mean, it's seeing a big people. game, though, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, don't need any extra, like a four. So much incentive, right? Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> I think just making the game, they're doing just fine. It's the biggest piece of media ever, right? Yeah. Financially speaking. Yeah. I mean, this just seems like a mistake in the in the UK government. It seems like, a, yeah, just yeah. A, a program that wasn't yeah. thought through enough. What? Or maybe it was. Maybe we are. I mean, again, this is a report from Keza and us pontificating and then based on the tax watchdog group. And the whole tax watchdog is to find glaring weird errors in your British tax law, right? Here's one of them. But again, maybe you get you trace it back to the source of the guys with the wigs. Parliament, I think, oh, or, yeah. or Hugh Grant, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Prime Minister, Grant, talking yeah. about uh-huh. it, and they're just like, "Hey, it's not even about small things. We just want people making video games here." And so, yeah, yeah if the one of the biggest games in the world wants to be made here, and we we they don't pay taxes, which sounds weird, but yeah. again, but maybe that's let's why look it's at being fucking, made there. <laughs> let's look at fucking American corporate law and how much these motherfuckers pay. I don't know who they're using, but I always say, "I wish I we use that." Yeah, yeah. kind of funny. Seems like we're paying way too much tax. I, I've said that for years. Like. We, we gotta find someone that can hook us up with illegal. Kind of funny. Dot com slash you're wrong. If you think you can cook the books <laughs> like the rock stars books, people baby. do, if you know, if you're like question mark suit guy, remember this guy from the infomercials? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you are the question mark guy with your giant, this is how you can save money in the go. Hit us up. Yeah, come in and look at the books. You and Nick Scarpino, pour of the books together. If you have the new turbo, God tops knows what's going on on your PC. We don't have any books. <laughs> what are we doing? Where's all the money go? What kind of books are you talking about here, buddy? I got like one spreadsheet that has been updated in like three months. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck. Number two on the Roper Report. How you doing? Hey. Can I tell you a funny story? Yeah, sure. So we installed this new like little screen thing. Yeah. Um, and Cool Greg came in and he was like, why does it smell like horses in here? It does smell and like horses. And everyone laughed at him. I was like, yep, it smells like horses. It smells like a petting This series. is a new screen thing? No, there's yeah, a little bit of a there's cover a that goes filter, over it. filter, like a film over it now. Yeah, okay. Do we like that? can't really tell. It, it makes it so it's going to be no better. We yeah. won't more uh, as much. With other shows, it, it causes a huge difference where like certain colors. In a good way. Yeah. Okay. Where certain colors would cause the moraine, which is that line. Yeah, yeah, And we'd have to have you guys slightly out of focus oh, to throw that yeah. more. Now we can have you guys. When I came in, in I, thought, I, I thought it smelled like a body shop. Like when I used to go to my Uncle Mike's body shop where he worked on cars and stuff. Those were those were horses, Greg. <laughs> no, and then Kevin was like, "Oh, they put a plastic thing over." It. I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." Like you know, like uh, the plastic yeah, stuff that like the car plastic. parts. Come it'll it'll go away eventually, but for oh, a second, okay. I thought body shop made a whole different thing for you. I was like, "What? What's a body shop to you? To me, cars. Yes, yeah, makes sense now. Yeah, get your head out of the gutter. You neck. get your head out of the gutter. What do you think, body? What do you think, Michael Mike's owning some kind of weird porn body shop? No, there's a strip club in L.A. called the Body Shop. Oh, nice. That's hot. Just Here we go there. Yeah, went uh, there for my 20th, 21st birthday. I nice. love it. Worms, worms, ants, ants in the chat is like, that's why everything's in focus? It's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number two on the Roper Report. We have a bevy of Doom updates for you. What are you asking them? 
He's going to get me Starbucks. He did not get you Starbucks, apparently. Uh, a bevy of Doom updates for you. Head in the game now. Back on it. Fuck your Starbucks. Fuck it. Look at the camera. Focus. There you go. Uh, number one on my updates of Doom. So this is 2A, we'll say. Uh, we have some Bethesda Twitter stuff. Oh, cool. They tweeted over the weekend, we have resolved the issue where the Xbox 360 releases for Doom and Doom 2 were inaccessible from the ready-to-install dashboard on Xbox One. If you have previously purchased these Xbox 360 titles, you can now re-download them on Xbox One. Thank you for your patience. Of course, we talked about this on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. They're shadow dropping Doom uh, 1 and 2. Uh, this is fucking cool. Awesome, awesome. And then it, all this stuff started happening live in, in real time, right? That a cool Doom 1 and 2 no longer backwards compatible. Like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? And then, hey, Doom 1 and 2, you have to log into your Bethesda account to play. Like, what? That's fucking stupid. Why would you? That's why. Up next, we have this one from IGN. It's Joseph Coop. Noop. I always say I want to say Coop. Noop, but it's uh, Coop, but I want to say it's Noop. Not Nope. No, I don't think so. I, it's well, Noop. Go back and watch the kind of funny games daily he was on. He killed it. I said his name correctly there because he was there to correct me. Anyways, Joseph says, On Friday at QuakeCon, Bethesda and id Software treated fans to a surprise announcement that all three original Doom games are now available on Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Unfortunately, the positive reception to the new ports was dampened a little bit when it became apparent that players were required to create and log in into a Bethesda.net account to play them. After a day's worth of outcry, Bethesda has confirmed it is working on a way to make the login optional for all players. Quote, the Bethesda Net login requirement was intended for, for the Slayers Club to reward play, members for playing the classic Doom games, Bethesda told IGN in a statement. The login should be optional, and we are working on changing that requirement to optional now. We will update everyone when a fix is ready. All right? That's great. So again, another fire put out. They're nailing it. I want you to keep those two in your head. Okay. We're going to do one more, and There's then we're going to go to a question. Let's yeah, oh yeah. Your third piece of Doom uh, tidbit here, right? Gamatsu reported, uh, Peggy, of course, a European rating game. Peggy, uh, Peggy, 16. Peggy has rated Doom 64 for the PlayStation 4 and PC. Okay. This was in addition to the ratings of Doom 93, Doom 2 Classic. There's no Doom 3 rating for uh, the Peggy version of this. So, Gamatsu has that little piece of news, right? That's interesting enough. Mm -hmm. But going back to, right, where we had to deal with everything falling around our ears before, right? All right, we're doing the show live. Everything's great. Nope, got to log into this thing. Wait, they took away the backwards compatibility. What the fuck's going on? Charles J writes in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, Greetings, Gregothy and Timothy. Oh, shit. And happy National Chicken Wing Day. <laughs> It's Monday, and Bethesda fixed the issues with Xbox 360 Doom releases, and they're working on the online check-in, which is supposed to be optional and for Slayer's Club. I feel this is something we often hear. A game company ran into an unintended issue slash feature, and they fix them by the time people not tuned into gaming news starts to hear about it. Who then just assumed it's not fixed? Don't you think it's time for everyone to calm down and not immediately assume these issues are intended and stop harassing the people within the companies? Of course, I don't mean to stop. I don't mean stop reporting slash informing these issues are a thing. But like Tim said on Friday, paraphrasing, it's certainly a choice to disable installations of the backwards compatible versions and required online. And while there's times when it, when it is intended, I don't think we should blindly trust every company. I honestly think nine out of 10 times it's, we have no idea why we didn't find this issue before we, it went live, but we're fixing it ASAP. Sorry. Because some issues just don't pop up in their closed environment yet in 2019, people are still ready with pitchforks at any time. The easy answer is yes. Stop harassing people within companies. Of That's course, never yeah, good. duh. Uh, the slightly less easy but still easy answer to me is, you know, the the news is going to be reported. People are going to report the news the way that they want in a world where social media in is what world. it is and YouTube is what yeah. it is and like people, the pitchforks are going to be there. I think it is on the companies if they made the mistake to just own it immediately and get the message out there quickly. Yeah. 
just come up with the the roadmap. We've seen it time and time again now of just, hey, my bad. We did fuck this up. We didn't intend this or we did intend this. It's not working the way we thought it was. We're going to change it. Here's how. Here's when. Here's whatever it might take to get there. That's the tweet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Put that out there. Is that going to taint a lot of people's images of the game forever? And will they always be like, oh, man, remember that? Sure. Depends on how big the issue but, is. Yeah, exactly. And I feel if you get on it quick enough and are clear and concise enough about what the plan is, then I think that people will start to think of you as like, oh, good guy Bethesda. Good guy. You, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. It turns into that being the message always that people that being the narrative, get stick yeah. in your head. Yeah. If they don't fix it and they don't address it, then yeah, it's like, oh, man, people will joke forever about the smallest little things that or the biggest things, game's not working or whatever it is, but yeah. that, that will taint your image. Like Vault 76, right? Forever was an issue because of how it launched and how they didn't address things correctly. Sure. They kept doing the wrong things. Right. But again, I think, we, especially with us in this show, we get so lost in the micro, right? In, mm-hmm. the, in the day-to-day of the thing where I think Fault 76, you say, you know, took for, or it's tainted them forever, right? It hasn't even been a year since that game came out. Yeah. There's your Starbucks. He didn't forget about you. Big Nicky Styles all in it. Getting Nikki with it. Na 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 na. Um, I mean, it hasn't even been a year for Fallout 76, right? And we, I really do think they recovered nicely at E3 with their presentation and stuff like that. So I think it's the fact that we talk about this stuff on the daily in the moment so much that it seems like a bigger issue. And especially mm-hmm. with obviously Anthem and Games as a Service and that conversation we were having so much at the end of last year, beginning of this year. I think it's so fascinating how little. Most of the things we all talk about, and I don't mean just games daily, I mean the, the games as a kind of games as an industry talk about on a daily basis how much that matters in the long scheme of it. In the same way that, like today, Rockstar didn't pay taxes, right? Mm-hmm. For, which is a misleading thing, right? Rockstar didn't yeah, owe taxes. Very misleading, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't owe taxes, right? Uh, that's not a thing that's going to haunt them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I feel like even the. 100 hour work week flare up thing where it was, you know, Dan Hauser talking and then he's like, well, I mean, my team and blah, 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 blah. Like even that sometimes get brought brought up when people talk about crunch. But even that's not the the example of crunch. Right. For Bethesda and these doom things to Charles's question. Yeah. Like that's I think you're I mean, that's the Internet in general. Right. You see it with your own fucking eyes when people talk about us or other personalities or companies or whatever of you make the one misstep. And that's the one where fuck these guys into the ground there. I always knew they were assholes. I always knew they were monsters. But I'm doing wrong. There's definitely examples of fucking something up. Doom having to log in the Bethesda dot net isn't one of them. And that you turn that on and that happens. You're like, this is a stupid decision. Clearly, this isn't what they would have wanted, right? And when there's a, you, people talk about it, whether it's I want to fuck it, fuck them into the ground, or this is a stupid decision, that gets to them. They hear that, right? Mm-hmm. They're able to make these changes and these moves and turn it around. I I think there's all I think there's always a there's a difference, right, between this is so fucking annoying and they knew it was annoying and this is so fucking annoying and something they didn't know was annoying or they thought maybe, and I mean, maybe I, this is a case where this was intentional. Yeah. Yeah. I got, they wanted people to sign up for Bethesda accounts. Yeah. Like for sure. There's no way they were just like, oh, we didn't I still think, think they do. And I still think, yeah, yeah, I, I still totally. think it's going to pop up and be mm-hmm. like, Hey, you should do this cause you'll get Slayer stuff. But I think it's, it's the difference of, though. Hey, yeah, this isn't, we didn't mean it that way. We didn't mean it to be like this huge fucking hurdle to you getting. See, through. I think they meant it that way. They're just realizing now it's not worth it. Implementation, okay. yeah, okay. and it's just like I feel like it's you need to allow people to make mistakes and learn from them. And sure. when the next game comes out, if it's an optional thing, it's like okay, cool, they learned. I imagine that will be the case. Yeah, you yeah. know, I like, was still surprised though. I mean, and I hear I hear you, and I agree with you. And I mean, obviously, I think I, when I heard about this for 
Doom 1 and 2, you're like, what What the fuck? Why on my Switch would that be the thing? I want to play it offline probably no matter what. Uh, turning on uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood this weekend and to play with Jen, right? And uh, when she turned it on and it immediately popped up of like, it knows my Bethesda account. I've had it forever. And it popped up for her of like, oh, hey, you need, you, you know, make it, a, make it a Bethesda account. And I was like, ah, fuck, here we go. This is going to be like a get this second, you know, do this verification. And she was like, okay. And it just auto-filled her PSN email. And it was okay. And then we were done. And we were in. And I was like, oh, that was way easier than I thought this would be. Like, that's mm-hmm. nice. Not that I think that you, is, you, you know, you, you shouldn't have to make a Bethesda account to play Doom 1 it's or annoying. 2. Or even, uh, well, I guess, I guess there's online pretty heavily in Youngblood. Maybe you do have to do that for that. Um, but yeah, in general, I think it'd be cool if we could not go 0 to 100 with internet rage on whatever decision Absolutely. people are made. I think that there's plenty of things like you're saying where they it is their intention then they get there and like this isn't working the, what we wanted it to or the way we wanted it to. To the point of Charles's question though, it's like I feel like the people that are going to be tainted by this, like the when things aren't fixed and these headlines change their opinion, mm-hmm. th- they're the people that, for the most part, aren't the ones with the pitchforks that are being angry and harassing everyone. It's the people that are like snarky. You sure, know, they just want to make the joke. It, they just want to make the joke. They it's Fallout seventy six D three where it's just everyone just making jokes. And that's it, because that's all it is to them. It's just a joke. Yeah, you know, they're not the players. They're, they're not the player base. Yeah, exactly. They, they're just the people that are like, oh, that's all. All I remember about that game is that one headline. So yeah, it's like to that extent, it's like you got to be careful with that stuff because when you make the one misstep, you better come out and fix it or apologize quickly, or else that's going to be the thing you're remembered for. And when you do turn things around to your fan base, if you do or not, even part way, whatever it is, then when you talk about that, the overwhelming majority of people that aren't fans of that thing are going to come in and just be snarky and then it's going to taint the whole image of the, the brand. Yeah. What does that matter? I don't know. It does though. It does to some extent, you know? Yeah. So it's all a matter of who, like how big the headline is, right? Like fall 76 is, is okay. People are going to remember that this doom thing, Bethesda kind of thing. I don't think it's going to be like the thing. That but I guess, I guess my point is the fall 76 thing. People are going to remember, but people are also going to remember the messenger bag. That's going to be a meme for oh, sure. years yeah, to come. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's that that's such a small thing. Right. But that only happened because they didn't address the situation correctly. Sure. Immediately. Yeah. And it just keeps going. Imagine if do if Bethesda didn't. Do oh, this. sure. They let this cook. How yeah, much yeah. could this have just rolled down and spiraled into this disaster? Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Number three, a 16-year-old is the Fortnite World Cup champion and rich as fuck. This is Joseph again over at IGN. The grand champion of the Fortnite World Cup finals has been crowned. Kyle, and it's, I say bug-ha, but Golden Boy, I watched the clip, and he was like, boog-ha. I'm like, that's not how I said. Dreisdorf, uh, a 16-year-old American boy, took home the trophy and a $3 million prize. Uh, boog uh, a player from the Sentinels group, uh, and managed to... I'm sorry. Let's try that again. Buha is a player from the Sentinels group and managed to careen past his 99 other opponents by a wide margin, earning a total of 59 points. The runner-up, uh, Psalm, right? Uh, God, it's been a long time since I had to say Psalm, like from the, the Bible, uh, scored 33 points by comparison over the finals six matches. The World Cup used a point scoring system that encouraged players to not only place higher up in the ranking, but also eliminate opponents as to discourage players from simply hiding until the end of the game. Hey, fuck y'all. All right. Greg wouldn't have done too good at the World C- Cup. I, I, you know, I would have been, I would have won it, but I wouldn't have got the points. Quote, Words can't even explain how I feel right now, the winner said from the champion's circle. I'm just so happy. Everything I've done, the grind, it's all paid off. It's just insane. Video games are fucking cool. The $3 million dollars for going a 16 to this 16-year-old boy. What, so I've been thinking about this a lot recently, just randomly. I was thinking about Lil Wayne and stuff. Uh, what makes you a millionaire? Like, just having a million dollars at one point? 
Well, you, you have to, I think you have to maintain having the million. Main, main, so main, if you a look at your bank, bank account, and there's a million. Yeah, in the in there, you're a millionaire. But like, but with with assets and stuff, like if you own things, Oof, great like question. If you own a house, yeah. are you a millionaire? Huh? Huh? Kevin? Kevin? Uh, yeah. These are the real you're, questions. You're a businessman. Hmm. I wasn't listening. Doesn't it? De- I wouldn't it be <laughs> the combination of what you have in your bank and what your assets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Total to? Hundred percent. See, that's less fun. I want a million in the bank or else it doesn't count. After taxes, this well, motherfucker's still a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, after taxes, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the nanobiologist writes into kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. It says a millionaire is an individual whose net worth or wealth is equal to or exceeds one million units of currency. Depending on the currency, a certain level of prestige is associated with being a millionaire, which makes that amount of wealth a goal for some. Here's so, the thing. That, it talks about assets. That's the definition of a millionaire. Sure. But we all know a millionaire is someone who has multiple millions of dollars and is down to fucking waste it. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. And is down yeah. to fucking that's waste right. it. That's yeah. right. Uh, jumping from the pages of You're Wrong to Kind of Funny Questions in Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Then Anabiologist writes in and says, Hi, Greg and Tim. I hope you both had a great weekend. I'm not sure if you watched it, but the Fortnite World Cup happened over the weekend, and man, was it a spectacle. Is this the future of esports? The Arthur Ashe Stadium was sold out all weekend, and it was filled with awesome tech where all fans could see the health slash shields of everyone when they used an item, when they got new weapons, and when they got eliminated. This is almost a technological marvel for live entertainment for all things that are going on at once. We see similar things with LOL, uh, Overwatch, and Rainbow Six tournaments, but never on this level. How do you see esports growing to include more of the live elements and living so close to live sports entertainment? Uh, because to me, this is as close as we are going to get. Well, nanobiologist, I didn't watch the Fortnite World Cup. Tim, I watched just very little of it. Like usually, like looking over Joey's shoulder, just like the clip outs on tw- Twitter and stuff. But before Joey goes in, because she actually watched the shit. Sure. I cannot believe how impressive this tech setup. You love was. walls. And I love stuff. video walls. Yeah. I love live production. I love. We all love that. Golden Boy. He was I, I love Golden Boy. And man, that set was beautiful. Every set they had was gorgeous, stunning, so well crafted, so well designed for the audience. And that's the key thing that I feel uh, is going to stop anybody from watching video games be played is not understanding what's going on. And if you can make it easy to understand, yeah. like, that's why I think fighting games work so well competitively and I have such a a large audience base to watch there are health bars Gia can look at this and understand who's winning and losing immediately and I feel like Fortnite found a way to translate a hundred people doing something into a one screen that makes sense to people of who's winning and who's losing and like that's the core thing you got to do then on top of that you got to make it look cool it looked fucking cool they have such a great aesthetic that they've built with Fortnite such a great community such great just imagery and all of that right and they made it come alive I, I'm so impressed. Uh, Joey, <clears throat> Christmas in July, Noel. Yes. You watched a lot of this? I watched almost all of it. Okay. Or listened to almost all of it. It's interesting to hear him talk about comparing it to sports because there was a point where I was in the car yesterday. I drove to like a family thing and I just Oh, the, had the twig- BJ's uh, yeah, breakfast. The or no, uh, breakfast. Uh, the uh, graduation party. Graduation party, yeah. Um, That's an inside joke from our uh, weekly meeting <laughs> where I noticed that was on the calendar and made a joke. Yeah, I put it on the wrong calendar. Oops. Um, where I had Twitch on, but I had it on my phone and I just had the audio playing sure. and I listened to it as I was driving and I was like, dang, this is crazy because the only time I've ever done anything like this is listening to baseball games and the fact that now Fort, like now they the caliber of the casters that they have sure. is equal to like, you don't necessarily need to watch it. You can still listen to them and, and kind understand, of understand what's, what's going, going on. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it looked phenomenal. That was like one of the first things that I showed Tim when I came in this morning was you have to see this tech setup. And Lauren and I were talking about it last night of 
I can't even imagine what how you figure out how to do that for a hundred people in a game to show all the varied things that they're doing. So like I'm looking at uh, some final stuff over here from the Fortnite channel right now. And it's them playing. Are you talking about when they cut to wide shots and I see everybody moving around? I see their health bars and shield bars above their head, or is it something no, different? No, if you go to my Twitter, I retweeted it. Oh, okay. um, go to Joey's Twitter. All right, Kevin, you want to bring it up? Yeah, Kevin's on it. We're gonna have some text. Um, so they have. So everybody, all the players are in like a circle formation kind of and then sure. they have big screens in front of each one of them that shows what the player is but then that screen changes uh, is your pin tweet no, just the up. rock flexing up up up, up. kevin you're going down up. it's the holy shit this is so cool it's the second one click that um, oh. so you can see it and then anytime they're consuming health or um shields or anything like that it shows on the screen if they're oh i see what you're talking about i see what you're talking about that's awesome it's super cool um which is a hard because even when you're watching online they're only showing one point of view that could have a few sure, different people in sure. at a time um, but they've made a way wow, if you're watching so in person cool. to be able to track how like your favorite players are doing. Huh. Um, that must, it was really cool. That must be all like programmed. It must be right into like the game itself. Mm -hmm. That's so cool though. Yeah. Epic man. They're pushing the pushing hey, boundaries and stuff. And again, like uh, nanobiologists just bringing up like League of Legends has been doing this forever, but that is yeah, it's five on exactly. five. Exactly. Yeah. And what the fuck's happening? To do it for a hundred people. I'm fighting the minions crazy, and you go man. push the thing and like fuck off. And and then Overwatch League you see all the time too. Like mm -hmm. Andy's in love with it. Like and I love what they do because their shit is so much more like obnoxious. Like, they have the teams, right? Like yeah. it's like it's more about the teams than it is the other stuff. So you're allowed to have the flashy pr flashy production value of like the WBE style like video floors, video walls, like takeovers of color and stuff yeah. um but man very cool stuff something interesting with fortnite 2 is they did the creative world cup um which highlights like different game modes that aren't the traditional battle royale which i honestly was completely shocked by how entertaining it was they had this like prop hunt where you turn into different things and you have to try and get to like the finish line while people are trying to pick out if you're actually part of the environment or if you're a player that's Sure. dress and stuff like that they had some like death run stuff so they have things that appeal to different parts of the fortnite audience as well now are you still playing fortnite actively no okay i just like it competitively i think it's interesting sure i'm just not good enough to keep playing sure. realistically um but i still think that it's a fun this is like the only esport that i really keep up with is this the first world cup yeah they've done like the skirmishes and stuff like that but this is the first time and they've hinted towards what they're doing next and how they're moving the competitive scene and all that kind of the stuff. The pro-ams, is that just a bunch of famous people playing? Pro-am is 50 pros matched up with 50 celebrities. Got it. Celebrities. Which they also all right, did. We're using that pretty loosely because yeah. they're using Austin Creed. I know, right. right? Well, they didn't even, he was with another celebrity. He didn't even have a pro or maybe. What a surprise. I know, You know right? what I mean? Was he um, the pro? No, no. I assure you, Xavier Woods was not the pro. Um, all right. But yeah, they have one of the, they had one at the Fortnite World Cup on Saturday. Cool. So they do those every time. Where those was are all this? for charity. This is in New York. Baller. I'm going to go next year, guys. Are I'll you? Report. I think so. Are you going to go and play? No. <laughs> you sure, Joey? Yeah. If you commit right now. Yeah. $3 million, Joey. Joey, $3 million. Remember, anything I, you earn, it's go back to kind I of funny. Goes back kind of funny. 12 hours a day for the rest of my life and never be good enough to play in the Pro-Am. You just got to believe. Could, San could Sancho Wesco, is he good enough? Uh, I don't know. Okay. He played in some of the other stuff. The top 100 is like crazy. So I don't, there was like a lot of main, like Ninja didn't make it into the 
solos or duos. Wow, so, okay. like, there's a lot of top-level players that didn't make it into this. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Joey, I want you to start practicing. Still do all your work here and probably more, but okay. then we'll practice. I'll work on that. Thank you. <laughs> Number four, Tim. Yeah. Is the Smash DLC incoming? This Hell is yeah, at baby. Nintendo Versus, which is a Nintendo Twitter account I didn't know was officially Nintendo, but whatever. Yeah, Nintendo Versus is the like Nintendo World Championship and uh, whenever they do Smash tournaments and stuff. Cool. Well, they, here are the two <laughs> tweets they did. They changed one of them. Nival set it straight. But the two tweets were, join Super Smash Brothers Ultimate's Sakurai on... 7.30, that's tomorrow, at 6 a.m. Pacific time, yeah, right, in a video presentation featuring an in-depth look at upcoming DLC fighter Hero from the Dragon Quest series. Alongside new details, he'll be revealing when the fighter will arrive. Be sure to tune in. Then a follow-up tweet was, version 4.0 of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate will arrive soon. This update will include fighter adjustments, meaning replay data from previous versions will be incompatible. Convert your replays by going to Vault, Replays, Replay Data, uh, Convert to Video before updating. Then, uh, Nibel on Twitter, uh, had tweeted this. Some official European Nintendo accounts just accidentally revealed the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate 4.0.0 will launch on July 31st. Because I guess the European version of it wasn't... Originally was version 4.0 of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate will arrive on the 31st. Then they said they changed it to be the next seven days. And then I guess the American version is will arrive soon. Yeah. So, makes sense. I imagine, or I almost guarantee, 4.0 is going to come with Hero. That's the DLC that you can get. So, that's exciting. New character. Let's go, baby. Um, I'm more excited to see what the other announcements are for 4.0. Alex writes in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, Nintendo says they're doing a 22-minute Smash Direct to go over the Dragon Quest fighter, but I think we all know they ain't talking about one fighter for 22 minutes. Obviously, part of the time will be spent on an extensive look at some of the new menu options, including the fact that you can press X to visit the menu at any time. Parentheses. It's a Nintendo Direct inside joke, Greg. Tim can explain it to you. But other than that, what do you think we're getting from this presentation and the 4.0 update? New modes, banjo info, new stages, items and assist trophies, maybe even a tease in the next DLC fighter? And dare we dream the return of trophies? I'm personally hoping for a stage based on Cuphead so we can get that music in the game and some new challenges with new spirits attached to completing them. Tim, mm-hmm. you are, as I like to call you, Mr. Big Big Smash Boy. I am the Big Big, big, big Smash, Smash Boy. Boy. That's all very true stuff. Uh, what What is your prediction? What's going to happen? How I, are we doing? I, I don't think we're going to get what they're talking about here. Um, I think it's going to be pretty pretty simple stuff. We'll get a detailed breakdown of Hero, all the different alt costumes that we already saw. But we'll see him in action, see the move set, go through all of that stuff in, in a lot of detail. Very Sakurai-esque. Yeah. Um, we'll get some updates on a couple character like just how they're cha- being changed a little bit um and then maybe maybe a new mode or two in the way that last time they had i think 3.0 was when they introduced stage builder and stuff like that we'll get some new spirits we'll see what the stage looks like for uh the dragon warrior stuff and and music and all that uh, it's gonna be a deep dive on the character yeah and maybe maybe little mode stuff i'd be surprised if we get a hint at the next DLC characters that we don't know because we already know this is the summer one then we have Banjo and Fall they're supposed to all be done by February that leaves enough time uh, for the last two to kind of be announced and I don't think we're going to see both of them last time that they did one of these they did a 3.0 kind of video just like this that went through Joker got talked about Joker and went through all of the different features he has Um, and then we had E3 that announced the two Smash characters I don't think that they'd use this to announce more but i also don't know where they would but a nintendo direct feels more up its alley and then game awards for the last one 
I'm excited though. New Smash character. You know what that means, Greg? New spirits. 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 Some people hear it. Spirits. I'm sure there's like 12 spirits to get. Some Dragon Quest ones, Dragon Warrior, You'll Dragon, be pretty whatever stoked. the hell they're called. Oh, yeah. Uh, a bunch of people have written into You're Wrong to correct Alex that it's not technically a Smash Direct. Borzen Double Zero says, The Smash Brothers thing will not be like a Nintendo Direct, according to Sakurai. And there's a tweet there that I have to open. And then Nanobiologist says, Nintendo's event tomorrow is not a Direct, but is a demo per the promotional art. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing they did with the Joker thing last time. I'm just clarifying because everybody's writing in, and that's what the yeah. kids said Direct, and we probably started saying Direct, and everybody's like, Direct, 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 Direct. Are you doing a live stream tomorrow? Are you waking up? No. It's 5.30 in the morning? No, it's not going to be worth it. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. (laughs) Kevin, I'd like you to wake up just to be sure. Just to be sure. Come in here. Be ready in case we show up. Got it, boss. I'll be here. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Tim, I'm excited to see what's going to happen in this Smash DLC, but tomorrow is still so far away. so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, like say what came to the mom and grab shop, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every week there. Before I do that, let's talk about our sponsors. I'm going to start with Third Love. Uh, if you didn't know, Third Love is the bra that's sweeping the kind of honeys by storm. Gia's Woo! using it. Jen's mm-hmm. using it. All mm-hmm. people are using it because mm-hmm. they love it and Joey it's easy and you get to go on and do it. Wants to exclusively use it. Joey's my employee and I want to talk to her about her bra, all right? And I think She's you need to start to talking about, about boundaries. Uh, Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Uh, Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. Uh, the best part about it, Third Love, of course, is the convenience. You can skip the trip and find your fit with Third Love's online Ooh, Fit Finder. Fun. Online. Oh my God, this is all and fun. And try on at home. They do really good. They skip do the good trip. account. Uh, no more awkward fitting room experience, uh, experiences. Instead, use the Fit Finder quiz. Answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. Over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date. It's actually fun. It takes less than a minute to complete. Uh, plus, there's a 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it, and third level will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Uh, there's also comfort and quality. This is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. Uh, the straps that won't slip and tagless label, so there's no itching. Uh, Third Love is lightweight, super thin memory foam cups that mold your shape and are proprietary to Third Love. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they are offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash games now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash games for 15% off today. Today. Wow. Next up is Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy, getting out is hard, especially if your FICO score isn't great. Thankfully, now there is Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score and offers a smarter interest that can help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. You know the story well if you've been listening to me do this ad read before. Uh, Of course, I had uh, to move here to San Francisco. I was making no money back in the old days at IGN. I'm not saying I did find it at IGN eventually. This isn't a knock against IGN, but I'm saying I had to get it loan then i got divorced and everything happened i had to move i needed money i got a loan i had a bad bad rate and that's why upstart's <laughs> here to make sure that doesn't happen anymore because upstart goes beyond the traditional fico score when assessing your credit worthiness they actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate Upstart believes you're more than just a credit score. They believe in you and they understand that. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes without affecting your credit score. And the best part? Once the loan is approved, most people receive their funds the very next business day. Over 200,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards, student loans, fund their weddings, and more. 
Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit score. That's upstart.com slash kfgames, games, games. Sirens are on our end. Out today! Mm-hmm. Train 3, the artifacts of power on Switch. Uh, Catch a Duck on Catch Switch. A duck, okay. Need to see the trailer for Catch a Duck, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, Warman on PC. Zerminator on PC. They're threading that line for a lawsuit. <laughs> Deathless Dungeon on PC and Mac. Evening Star 2, Tide of Chaos on PC. Ka. Kakuro on PC. Kakuro. And then my favorite, 2222 Tea Party on PC and Mac. What the fuck could that be? We need to see trailers for Catch a Duck on Switch and 2222 Tea Party, okay. PC and Mac. Uh, new dates for you Access and Allies 1942 Online is coming July 31st, 2019. Tim? Yeah. It's time for some reader mail. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at Catch a Duck and then right here with Kevin. This is. I don't know if you know, this came from 2pgame.com. The watermark is not obtrusive at all. I'm sure you didn't see that. Fuck. And here we go. It's we're catching. Oh, we're, I see. We're a fox trying to catch a duck. Where's Maybe. the duck? We got to find him. I don't see him. Pretty pretty on rail so far as we... Oh, there he is! Kevin, catch that duck. Get that duck. Get Kevin, that catch that duck, duck, Kev. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is this a crafty duck. really gameplay. Hey, you got him. Good job, Kevin. Wow. Oh, my God. He's dead. Well, yeah, you trust me. A fox catches a duck. Nobody's happy except the fox. You know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely not me having to clean up the duck's guts. You know what I mean? And here's two, 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 two tea party. Wow. Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> wow, everybody. What the hell? If you are an audio listener, you definitely need to come over here. Oh, my God. For the record, this I don't think party video game party seen. video party is from this thing. Yeah, that's a... What? What is I think that? the YouTube... I think YouTube's broken. You're pro- Maybe we're putting in... Uh, Party mode, maybe? I don't know. Oh, what the fuck? What's wrong with people? This looks like something that should come and give me a very easy platinum on PlayStation 4, but I digress. Let's instead... This thing looks like it's going to give you an STD. Wow, okay. Harsh. He's making a lot of sense. Christian Longo writes in to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames just like you can. It says, hey, Greg and Tim, my question is about John Drake and his recent new job at Disney Games. I was wondering what you guys would like to see Disney Games do. Myself personally would love for them to bring back Disney Infinity 4.0. I still have my figures collecting dust. Thanks. It was beyond time that I decided to pull the trigger on that Patreon after watching you since 2012. Thank you, Christian, for pulling that trigger, joining us on Patreon. Uh, remember, if you have questions, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Mm-hmm. Tim, John Drake said, see you, San Francisco. See you, PlayStation. See you, Greg Miller, and kind of funny. I'm taking Andrea too. I'm moving to LA. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna be the VP down at Disney. I'm gonna, you know, oversee them making video games. Mm-hmm. There. Mm-hmm. What games outside of Marvel? Because Marvel's covered by Marvel games. Are you looking for from this thing? What What, what do you want to well, see John Drake do? So to to look at this and to clarify, and I have some questions here too. Sure. So Marvel games, right? right. They have Bill Roseman. They have all those guys. Yeah, Mike Jones and Mike Jones. Who Mike Jones? They they are the ones that are kind of matchmaking, finding different companies and developers to partner with the IPs that Marvel has to make Marvel games, right? Then we have Star Wars that is also Disney, but that is up with EA. So EA is matchmaking its own developers with their teams 
Yeah, with, I was going to say it's their teams, not they're, their they're, Yeah, they're like, yeah, their own development teams with Star Wars projects, right? Yes. So John Drake is doing that same thing, but for anything else that's Disney, correct? That is the way I understand his new job to be. So it is him kind of alone in the world. Let me, can I read? Can we, can yes. we read some stuff here? Because I'm scrolling back. Uh, yeah, clarification. Folks thought my... My list of Disney... Bring, oh, I gotta go to the original. He's clarifying that Marvel's not one of them. Here we go, here we go, here we go. So, John Drake tweets on July 15th. Excited to announce that I've joined the team at Disney as VP of Business Development and Licensing for Games to help pair amazing developers and publishers with the best IP in the world. Still trying to be, quote, that guy making cool games ha- stuff happen. Love then it. he goes, I've been a Disney fan uh, my entire life. Animation, live action, Pixar, and now Star Wars, Marvel, Fox, and everything else. It's an amazing time to bring those worlds to the games interactive and interactive space. And it's a wonderful team. Quote, it takes people to make the dream a reality. And yes, this means... Oh, that's back to that and then he put up here clarification folks thought my list of disney brands i loved meant that i'd be working on marvel games i've been privileged to work with them in my previous job and i'm their biggest fan but my role is focused on disney animation slash live action fox pixar and lucas not marvel okay so we can get an indiana jones game. it really seems like it's just pro- yeah marvel's off the table and then until the ea deal runs out you'd assume star wars is on the table yeah, unless they yeah, re-up yeah. that deal that yeah We'll see. Um, I don't know. It's hard because I feel like there's I'm interested to see what comes from this eventually. Like my gut answer is I'd love to see another shot at Epic Mickey. I feel like it really just never got the the chance that it deserved. And I feel like it was a such a great premise for a game. So amazing. And it it ended up just being fine, Um, especially being stuck on the the Wii with the original one, if I remember correctly. And uh, it just to me. I remember being very disappointed with that game. It had so much potential. That, that's a that, that's a game you should love. A Tim, yes. That's a game, Tim Getty's game. Everything about it sounds great. But what I want more than that is a Disney Princess game that is based more on the like Wreck It Ralphization of the Disney princesses. Give me all of them. Maybe an RPG, action RPG huh. with them. Not a super dark. I mean, I'd want that. But like a more grown up version of all the Disney princesses together. You know, Elsa with their ice powers, Mulan with swords and shit. Like. You know, Ariel being able to, like, summon fucking fish and water and stuff. Like, Kingdom Hearts, but minus the Kingdom Hearts bullshit. Okay. Okay? Just, okay. like, just the Disney princess side of, of that stuff. Give it a, a cool villain to go after and have them all have to team up for whatever which reason. Because I think that'd be really cool. They should make a movie about that. Someone should pay me money. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Pay you money. <laughs> yeah. Just to come in there. At least a million ideas. dollars. I want to be a millionaire. I mean, if Gary Whitta can just go in the room and not write a goddamn word and be story consultant, you could do that, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? On whatever you want to do. Not, not write a goddamn word. I don't know if that's true. I, don't go wrong. Gary wrote Book of Eli. Mm-hmm. He wrote Rogue One. And, he has a, and since then, he when he goes in and consults wrote, on shit, sense. he doesn't. He just bounces a tennis ball off and stares off into space, gets, thinks about his fishing game, and then bounces. Because going back and thinking about the Disney games of yore, like the, the good ones, it's like, okay, we're talking Castle about... We're talking about, you know, the old school platformers. We're talking about Mickey, Castle of Illusion, Magical yeah. Quest, um, the Aladdin, Lion King, all of that. That stuff would be great. I just don't know where that fits in 2019 and beyond. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, that's the biggest thing. And that's why I for these kind of... I'm not, I don't think, versed enough in Disney, obviously, uh, to sit here and tell you what I think these things should be. What I want it to be is similar to Spider-Man, which is what John helped make happen, right, when he was at PlayStation, which is 
all right, how do we take this Disney property people love and attach it to this developer that probably would be a good fit for it and have them make X, you know, th- this game that'll be amazing. Yeah. That's what it is. And like, cause I, I know it's hard to not imagine or fathom, but I, we, we've come so far since, and I know they still exist. Stick with me. But for the most part, since you had really shitty license games mm-hmm. and like, remember when it was like, you'd get a, they, Disney would try to build it all in house. And it's like, well, why are you getting your own? Why are you getting, bringing on your own developers? Why are you trying to make a first party team? And like, of course some bean counter in Disney. And this is just using them as an example as a, a more fictional example. Anything else, a big company, well, we want to make games so we'll bring in game developers not understanding how long that'll take it takes too long they force them the game's shit they close the thing and then you don't have any games this is the right way to do this so t- hey well, let's put smart people from the games industry at the head of our our games division and have them just like marvel games go out and find the right studios to make these things that know how to make them yeah and so it's not being a fan of a disney you know hardcore fan you know, know, know what i I'm always want to think of what studio i want my game to be made here's by. what i i would like actually I, i'll give you one uh do you remember and this is dating me because i'm an old old man but i jeez, uh, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong i went down to a judge's week a long time ago at ign and, and saw and played that pirates of the caribbean rpg they oh, were gonna make that's right and we were all like this is actually really cool this mm-hmm. is really good i can't and then they canceled that game mm-hmm. i think they closed that studio like there's something still there right of letting us be a pirate in the pirates of the caribbean world mm-hmm. and i don't know what that looks like or who's smart enough to do that but getting somebody on board a good partner i mean like try, i mean fuck go to I mean, if, if, you know, sky's the limit, and I'm sure it's not, but, like, go to Ubisoft, right, and, and have the Black Flag so you make the Pirates of the Caribbean thing and bring in Disney writers and have them part of it. Yeah. yeah right. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be, cool. That'd be real cool. Lizzie McGuire, the game. I guess that's something they can make. Yeah, yeah they could sure, make it. sure. Is Hillary Duff brink. available? Yo, Brink, dude. I want a Brink video game made by Neversoft. We're bringing them back. I mean, if we're, and if we're also being honest here, John Drake knows... Kind of funny. Mm-hmm. He knows what we know. Mm-hmm. He knows what we like. Mm-hmm. He knows what the audience mm-hmm. likes. John Drake now making Disney games. Mm-hmm. John Drake now in charge of Fox Properties. Simpsons hit and run 2020. Whoa. All right. We're annualizing it. We're doing it. We're, we're, we're annualizing it. it. It's going to be a game <laughs> as a platform. You can jump in there and do the whatever you want. Coming. Why not? You know what I mean? Uh, final question of the day because you guys were so good at writing in for the news comes from Wesley LeBlanc and it's a palette. Wesley comes, LeBlanc. Uh, heading to Los Angeles for some video game preview coverage and I've never been to LA. What are some KF best friend things to do in LA? I'm talking video game stores, comic shop, wing establishments, etc, etc, etc. Where's your mind go with this question? I mean, you're close enough, baby. Anaheim, let's go. Oh, Jesus. DL, baby. Ah, you got to do it. Why not? (laughs) Ah. It's too far away. It's It's too far away. Here's what I'll say. Extend your trip. It's it's like a, what, 40-minute drive, whatever? Yeah. Drive drive to Portillo's. 40 minutes to Portillo's. Then if you want to go to Disneyland, They're so close to each other. I know. That's what I'm saying. If you want to go Get your lunch. Get your ass over to Disneyland. Spend the rest of the day there. And watching the fireworks, go home happier than you've ever been in your life, and think about who should develop my Disney Princess game, and then let the John Drake know. Uh, Do all of that uh, in that order. They should go pick up everybody from Thirty Eight Studios that made uh, Reckoning, Kingdoms of Amalur, Kings of Amalur, Reckoning, okay. and then bring them over to make your game because that was okay. a cool action RPG. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd be down for that. Um, obviously, you're talking about Wings, and you're at a preview event in LA. The problem is, of course. When people say L.A., what's that mean? Exactly, they they mean when downtown L.A. is Birdies. Go to Birdies. It's Birdies right. is freaking great. If you're not if you're not familiar with Birdies, it's right by the Staples Center. It's a couple blocks away. If you're there for E3, if you're there for whatever, go on down there. 
funny thing about this, did you? I don't think you know this. I don't think we've talked about this. And it's not like a big deal for us, but it's a cool thing to see a San Francisco or a Bay Area thing go to LA. Again, John Drake, a couple weeks ago, t- texted me from LA Live, right? You know what he texted me at the sign of? One of the restaurants had gone out of business there. Was it Ike's? No, Pachi's. Whoa. Pachi's is opening an LA Live one. I saw Ike's at San Diego. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Weird. Why are you down here? Good on you guys, though. Good for you guys. Uh, so, yeah, go to Birdies for Wings. Uh, yeah, it's funny that you say, like, oh, what about comic shops and video? It's like, we go to work and then go home. So, it's like, that's uh, always that thing. I would have told you to go to Meltdown Comics. That's out of business, huh? Oh. Um, uh, and there's a Burbank comic shop that I like that Amy works at. Well, uh, kind of funny.com slash your own way. It's like the green door? something like that this isn't helpful to you at all but uh san diego no not wrong house of secrets house of secrets go to that comic shop if you're looking for this um i went to the ballast point brewery oh yeah the the og ballast point real cool stuff yeah i like that place a lot i've been there too so there you go go to san diego (laughs) go to that go to disneyland and go to san diego Yeah, there you go that's what we think about (laughs) la what do you want what is she doing oh you know what here's a great visit andrew's future house go to go to cole's french dip another downtown la one we didn't take you there right we didn't make it Mm -hmm. time or whatever Mm -hmm. so i literally salivate thinking about it and dream about it and i can't wait to get back to it amazing french dip sandwich they claim to originate it yes that corn dog that we found the corn dog place remember the corn no i don't where is it remember that corn dog we were driving (laughs) to dc and you're like what do you want to eat and i was like you know i really want a corn dog and we turned a corner and it was a corn dog place yeah right next to dc and it was pretty good yeah i really liked it yeah fuck yes i do right next to google dc comics and then across the street from them is a hot dog corn dog place (laughs) (laughs) remember that corn dog we found like we we pulled it out of the gutter (laughs) 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 time to squat up this is where one of you writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games you give me your name username platform of choice why you need help in a game i find it i put it here you find each other we play these games together today rabs needs help IRL he's going to Evo 29 participating and he wants to hang out with you he says look for me at the Tekken pools or smash ultimate pools this is my fight stick and then he put up a long Twitter link that I'm not going to read to you so I'm just going to say go to the black rabby r-a-b-b-y on Twitter you can find his fight stick there and you'll know who you're looking for when you go to the Tekken pools or smash ultimate pools at Evo 2019. Good luck, Rabs. When are you going to go? Somebody wrote in a long time ago. Well, the problem you is said you wanted to. Uh, right? Evo's definitely something I'd love to go to. It's probably the only convention that I haven't been to yet that I'm like, damn, I'm missing out. Sure. Ah, that's not true. I haven't been to D23. Sure. One day. Uh, but it's always during RTX or it's always during something that, that we're doing. Okay. I don't know about Fair. this year, though. What? That's the stick you're looking for. I think, I think this is his fight stick. It is. No, I, I clicked on the thing already. I, I, the link originally yeah. Yeah, when I looked yeah. at it, yeah. Coco the Munchkin, it says down there. Like, August 2nd. So there you yeah. go. Uh, time for You're Wrong. That's where people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later. A nanobiologist says GTA 5 is not the most profitable game of all time uh, with $110 million in sales. Minecraft is at $176 million in sales. Nah, that seems wrong. Ill Grill Chill says we missed two deals of the day. Those numbers uh, aren't right. Uh, 
then fuck nanobiologists. That's what, we, that's what we're going at. Limited edition PS4 days of play one terabyte is 250 instead of 300 at Walmart and Amazon. And the Legend of Zelda Hyrule Historian Arts and Artifacts and Encyclopedia books are all 55% off, ranging from $18 to $23 on Amazon. Uh, oh, nanobiologist says we're not wrong, but here's some information. To add to the Fortnite World Cup topic, Fortnite World Cup was the most watched esports event on Twitch with 1 million viewers on Saturday, 1.3 viewer, million viewers on Sunday, above Counter Strike goes uh 1.15 million and lulls 1.14 million uh on twitch right oh yeah it's all on twitch yeah yeah yeah. Uh, zyre says uh uh, swearies the good life got delayed to spring 2020 uh nanobiologist says the game greg was thinking about was pirates of the caribbean armada of the damned Ilgril Chill chimes in and says it was officially canceled in 2010, so it's probably Judges Week 2010 or 2019, 2009. Mm. Um, Nanobiologist says, just a suggestion that Gorilla should make a Brave-based game. No. Kevin said no. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, I see I mean, what you're right, getting like, at there. They, they all... But they did it with Horizon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just seems like you've done it. Do the same thing. Yeah. Zaire says, uh, also, was. Sega Genesis Mini got delayed in Europe till uh, October 4th. Uh I want to, but I like Gorilla just for my game. They could do it. I'll allow them. Hold on one second. I deleted something before it registered. I think, I, yeah. So Nanobiologist says the numbers provided weren't numbers, but units of sales. I think you mean God, they, weren't, they weren't numbers, but units of sales. So, so you're saying it wasn't money wise, it was many sold. copies sold. Cool. Yeah, Does that but, make more sense to you? Yes. Right, much cool. more. How much is that one game Minecraft? It doesn't matter. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, each and every week, down a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, everything else under the video game sun. Watch us record live. Twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Watch it later. YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, listen, podcast services, roosterteeth.com as well. The host lineup is a traditional week. It's me and Andrea tomorrow, me and Gary Wednesday, Thursday, me and Andrea, Friday, me and Tim. Mm-hmm. Worth pointing out, of course, the Games Cast is Thursday, August 1st at 2 p.m. It's me, Tim, and Fran. Yeah. Tim, you can catch that on patreon.com slash games as you can catch early access to party mode, places to put your questions, all sorts of stuff. Because patreon.com slash games is it's a fun place knees, to be. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You go bee. there, let me tell you something. You think you'll ever have to buy shoes again? <laughs> you won't. What does that mean? You'll Why eat do you them have all. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>